0: Hi, I'm Sarah Von Stover, host of Truth, Love and Beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact, in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and in turn to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one. From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet I found, and I have a sense that because you're here, you have too, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty, values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello friends, it's good to be back here with you. Today I'm sharing the recording of a Dharma talk that I gave two years ago right in the very very start of the pandemic, and I offered this Dharma talk on honoring the Divine Mother to my online feminine spiritual practice community, Women's House of Wisdom. So I hope that it offers you some some nourishment, some inspiration. We touch on a lot of things, the importance of beauty and softening and devotion and ancestor connection, cultivating self-trust in your own personal, spiritual authority, and much more. Before we head into that talk, I want to give a gentle reminder that early bird registration for my week-long women's retreat happening this summer in the south of France ends this coming Friday, May 13th. So if you're thinking of joining us and you want to get some special discounts by joining us early, you can head to womensinsightretreat.com. That's womensinsightretreat.com. And the theme for this year's retreat is the deep heart. And the deep heart is neither yours nor mine, rather it's ours. And it holds all of the essential qualities that we need to navigate our lives and to navigate these times. Qualities like joy, beauty, freedom, trust, peace, love, and so much more. And these qualities are always here with us, even when things are really hard or when they're eclipsed by stormy emotions. So we'll be diving into that through the lens of the five hindrances from the Buddha Dharma, as well as internal family systems therapy, helping us to see what gets in our way of really abiding in our essential nature and as always, women's yin and slow flow yoga, meditation, delicious food, time for self-care and walks in nature, and just a really stunning part of the world. And also periods of, of deep silence. And this retreat is for women who are really dedicated to their spiritual paths and who are wanting a deep dive. So I hope you'll join me if it speaks to you, womensinsightretreat.com. And now for today's Dharma Talk. Alright, so the Divine Mother Archetype, this is really one of the one of the great medicines that is needed on the planet right now. We've lived, as we all know, in an extremely patriarchal society for many
1: centuries. I feel sadness coming up right now.
0: (laughs) And also in a very um, patriarchal, masculine-oriented religious and spiritual structure where there's just one God and often mediators that we're said to need between ourselves and this one God. And the Divine Mother has many forms, and she is known across all continents, all religions. She is the the one who appears the most to people, or people have um, recounted apparitions of her. And she is really the one who appears and comes to us when we are in the greatest need, when we are in the most pain, when we are struggling the most. Because she holds that medicine, that um, unconditional love, and that extreme mercy that serves as a salve for anything and everything. You know, life is glorious and horrendous. And everything in between. And the Divine Mother can hold the most horrible of all horror. She turns away from nothing. And she, she comes and she, she is here... For anyone who calls to her, there's nothing that you could ever do that would make her turn away from you. And one of the things that has been educated out of us, rationalized out of us for so many centuries as women, is our our deep knowing, our deep capacity to be able to communicate to her and to other non-human beings in just a very natural way of life. And so what has happened as a result of that, not coincidentally, is that This subtle realm, this this realm of these very alive beings. That also includes our our ancestors and even plant beings and um, nature beings, you know, trees and rivers and rocks. Is that 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 realm, just like our earth has gotten so polluted that realm has gotten very weak because we're not feeding it. We're not engaging with it. And when we're not doing that, it can't help us in the ways that it's meant to. And it is, it is wired into our neurocircuitry to be able to communicate in these ways. It's not something that you need to like, take a course on or read a book about or, or like, learn some secret skill. It's, it's, it's part of, of all of us that just hasn't been used for a long time in most cases or to the degree that um, we actually have the capacity for it. And maybe you've, you had more of a capacity for this as a child. Maybe when you were in nature, you really felt a connection to fairies or whomever, maybe you had an imaginary friend or you felt like you had a closer connection to, to God or the divine or even ghosts. And all of that is very real and all of that is very valid and there are cultures on the planet, although they're becoming increasingly rare, where this, there, there is this harmony between the subtle realm and the human realm. Like we're meant to partner together. And I know that the places where I have been, where that has been so, are the places where I've felt the most at home and the happiest. And one of those places was uh, is West Africa. And in West Africa, there's, it's basically like these two worlds are just, they're equally real to everyone there. And every exchange, every gathering is an intermingling of these two things. And a lot of that is through ritual. Like ritual as a way of bridging these two worlds And there are people, there's one person, at least one person in every family who's in charge of the ancestors. And when someone dies, they don't automatically become an ancestor. Like there, there needs to be a certain level of wisdom and accountability present, which can still happen after death in order to become an ancestor. But those who die, they do want to become ancestors. They do want to be able to still Engage, you know. For the most part, there's also trouble that still happens in after death, and just like in the human realm, but they they still want to engage and be a part of the family and be a part of life and they, and to be remembered. Uh, but what's happened in our world now is that, you know, when when people around us die, they're often just forgotten. Or not still integrated into life. And so the person who's in charge of the ancestors in that family there, there's an ancestor altar with photos and offerings of flowers and food and wine and, you know, the ancestors are just as much a part of a wedding as uh, the living, Or when I've, you know, when I, when I spent a lot of time in Asia and Bali comes to mind, how walking around in Bali, you know, it's like walking on a sidewalk, I would stumble across an offering of banana leaf with flowers and incense. And these are just left places all over town and throughout throughout nature as a way of, of just honoring the unseen world. And that, that creates a feeling when you're emotionally sensitive, which all of us are if you're here you are very emotionally sensitive and, and tuned into the, the spiritual dimensions of life you can feel that sense of harmony in the atmosphere Like it's a it's a sense of deep peace and flow and uh, just like if you would feel if you walked into um, a cathedral or uh even even um a great yoga studio or a meditation center where you can just feel like the harmonics of the energy. And that is a, that is a sign that the subtle realm is being tended to. It feels clean and flowing. And that is what we have forgotten how to do. And just like in our physical bodies, illness starts at the energetic level usually at the emotional level the mental level and then when that persists over time it gets into matter it gets into body and manifests as some sort of illness and that's not saying that there's anything wrong with you if you have something happening physically it's just um you know some of these things can also be from the environment and um Things that we've inherited from culture
1: or from ancestors. So to heal then like the three-dimensional
0: reality, we need we need to be tending to this subtle realm, and we need to be feeding it and communicating with it and listening to it. And we're going to go through some ways. Uh, today about how we could do that i know that you know you all are have rich lives and a lot of rich wisdom of your own and rich experiences So i invite you um you know things that i say maybe things that you're already doing or that you already know or there's other things that you find helpful and certainly there's room for for all of this so as always, feel free to take what's useful and, and, and disregard anything else or just discard it after this. And this is certainly an area where I'm always learning and, and growing
1: and deepening as well. So we've really, you know, we're really living in a time that's become
0: over-secularized. And how can we make life sacred again how can we make
1: life beautiful again
0: this it's like um i know we've been all doing this in our own ways as individual women and that we've all struggled with this because we live in a world that doesn't fully celebrate femininity And in many cases has actively worked to suppress and work against our femininity and to not support us as women. And I don't say this to be negative. I say this for us to just really honor and acknowledge what we're up against. We're we're up against tremendous forces that are, are trying to work against us. And that it's very much shifting right now where so many of us now are pressing up against this. And this is a deeper layer for us to to do that. That moves beyond just doing it on our own lives and seeing how doing it more in our own lives is going to do it for the world. And that we all, you know, now that there's so many of us doing it together, not just here, but so many women's circles and communities now across the planet, it is shifting. So we have this, we have this over-reliance on our logic and rationality. And one of the reasons why we're not engaging these capacities is because even we have been trained to believe that you know logic is more important than intuition, that we can't trust ourselves, that if it can't be proven, then, you know, it's not really real. And this is how You know, these inner voices within us, this is the inner patriarchy. This is the inner patriarch that is constantly questioning us, constantly doubting our deeper knowing, constantly invalidating ourselves. I think one of the most radical commitments that we can make to ourselves is to stop invalidating ourselves. And many of us have, you know, grew up from a very young age being invalidated. Just saying that we don't, we didn't, we weren't feeling what we were feeling. We couldn't express what we thought we needed to express. And so much has got stuffed down. And then when we're older, we just, we just do that to ourselves because that's what we learned we needed to do to survive in our families and then to survive in the world And now it's actually at a point where it's,
1: it's deeply damaging us. So whatever you're feeling, whatever is happening is valid. So if you're feeling it,
0: if it's happening, that's, that's what you're feeling. That's what's happening. It's valid. It's real. It's, that is your truth. And we can just notice all the things that then we layer on top of that. The justifications, um,
1: the guilt, the judgment, different aspects of
0: reason and rationality coming in to override it. So it's radically validating whatever your experience is moment to moment. And this is what the Divine Mother does. It's just like, yes, you are sad. Yes, you are angry. Yes, you don't know how you're going to get through this. It's the antidote to, like, powering through everything. We're not meant to power through everything. And if you haven't already, like, you will reach a point in your life where you realize, like, this cannot be powered through.
1: So it's a, it's a really big endeavor,
0: to validate ourselves and to see what is it like to put your inner authority to have your inner authority be the primary authority in your life and even as you're looking at various news sources if you're still looking at news sources right now um just to see like, how much reliance do you have on the outer news versus on the inner news. Not just that's coming up from your own intuition, but also that you're receiving from the subtle realm. Because it's true that at this three-dimensional reality, no one knows what's happening and no one knows what's going to happen. But at the, the subtle realm... There's a much bigger picture that's present. And it would be wise for us to go in and talk to those in the subtle realm, to talk to our ancestors who are wise and well, to talk to the divine mother, to talk to God, to talk to the land where you are, to talk to the ocean, to the birds, and ask them, what is what is what do you, what do I need to know about what's happening right now? And what am I to what what do I need to be doing right now? Both personally and for the collective. And you will get that information.
1: And that's going to be much more
0: applicable than the things that you could just contrive from your own logic or from reading the news because you're actually tuning into those dimensions of life that have access to the bigger picture
1: and again we have the
0: neurocircuitry to make those connections And then it becomes a task for ourselves of how how willing am I to stake myself in my in my inner spiritual authority and to live fully from my inner spiritual authority. And it's an initiation. I, I think it's a lifelong initiation. Uh, but we're, we're in it right now in collectively in a much bigger way than ever before. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast. And also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, SarahAvonStover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support. You're
1: welcome to stay resting here if you want to rest longer. And
0: know that you don't need to leave your inner state in order to meet the world. and let the world come in and meet you from this space, meet you in this space. You don't need to abandon yourself to meet the world. and You don't need to rush back into it before you're ready. Your timing is the right timing. Your way is the right way. For those who feel ready to come out with the first sound of the bell, you can gather your knees in towards your chest.
1: And the second bell rolling gently to one side. And the third bell, supporting yourself up to a seated shape.
0: And then please place your left hand over your heart again. And your right hand over your left.
1: And feel into your inner state. And how it is now, maybe compared to the start of our retreat. Just feel the power that you have in you to shift your state.
0: And the value of practice and helping us to do that, value of retreat, time, helping us to access these deeper parts of
1: ourselves.
0: Together, we'll dedicate the merit of our practice to the benefit of all beings, beings, living and non-living, human and non-human, seen and unseen. We especially devote today's practice to the Divine Mother in all her many forms, her compassionate forms and her wrathful forms, her mercy and her fierce love. Thank you for practicing and continue to practice Namaste.